This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us here in the Orion Fuels and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, Truly Steps Beyond Convenient. Our pal is John Clayton. He joins us as we get Week 7 started tonight, Chiefs and Raiders. John, good morning. And tonight, I, I feel like we got a big one here because a ton of implications for both teams. Okay, the Chiefs, they're probably out there trying to say that, you know, last week was a fluke. We can't lose back-to-back games. And the Raiders, this, this is a season-on-the-line game for the Raiders. Am I right about that? Oh, no question about it, because one of the problems that the uh, Raiders have had over the last couple of years is matching up against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, one team, the teams that are very physical against the Raiders give them problems, and the Chiefs are very physical. And if you go back, you see that Andy Reid is now 4-0 and against Jack Del Rio since he's taken over with the Raiders. And so if they lose this game, I think it's not that they're effectively out of it, now they're, they just, but pretty much they could be. So this is a vital game right now for Oakland if they want to try to stay in this race in the AFC West. But I think there's a distinct advantage. I remember last year I was at the uh, the game in Oakland, Kansas City, and the Raiders, and you know Derek Carr didn't have a great game. You can see that the physical nature of the Chiefs was really hard for the Raiders to be able to adapt. So this is a defining game to see if the Raiders this year are for real. Last year they were. Right now, this year they haven't been. Is the best game of the weekend the Sunday night game, Atlanta-New England? I'd say so, yeah. In fact, you, but you can still make the argument that this is one of the better games coming up tonight, which is kind of unusual because you notice that for the last uh, couple of years, the Thursday night games haven't been good. There's been great matchups. I yep. mean, you go back, Carolina-Philadelphia, this is a very good matchup. So the Thursday night games have been excellent. But, no, I think that you know, it's a defining game coming up this weekend because, you know, this is a Super Bowl matchup. And anytime you have a Super Bowl matchup, uh, with two teams that uh, are very good. Now, Atlanta's not been as good. Patriots have not been as good on defense. But, no, I think that uh, you can say probably that game is great, but I think this game tonight is going to be really excellent. Well, so Atlanta, you know, I mentioned Atlanta and New England there. So let's go back to Atlanta this past weekend as the Dolphins get a win at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They improved to 3-2. and two. The Falcons now, they lose at home. Their two losses, uh, we're talking Buffalo and Miami, they, they lose in their home building. Uh, the Dolphins, do they get a ton of credit for that win, or is that more in Atlanta for blowing a 17-0 second-half lead? No, I think you give it to the Dolphins because at least they won, and you know, as bad as the offense has been this season for the Dolphins, you know, they came up and did things well in the second half to be able to get that victory. Clearly, there are some major issues right now with the Falcons. I mean, you start with the offense. I mean, last year with Kyle Shanahan, they were getting 33 points a game. You know, they've dropped off maybe like about, what, uh, eight, nine points a game off what they did last year. Steve Sarkeesian is not in the second half of games, been able to get the ball to Julio Jones, and you can see that there's a discomfort right now with what Mike, Matt Ryan is doing with the offense. And so uh, second half games, the Dolphins, I mean, the uh, Falcons have not done well on defense. I mean, they've now had this tendency, like in the Super Bowl, that they have a lead and they blow things in the second half. So there are issues, but no, I think you give the Dolphins credit because at least they stepped up and they won. John, how long before we start to see Julio Jones get extremely frustrated on the side? You know, he's pretty good as far as handling things because he's not a 
kind of like Antonio Brown, and he's not like some of the other receivers that go crazy about something. But at some point, he has to be frustrated because uh, you know he's so important to that offense, and he's he's the main guy. And if you can't get him the ball, then what are you doing? And then uh, particularly, I mean, it gets so pronounced in the second half of some of these Falcon games why he's not getting the ball. So I would have to think that, that now that so much attention has been brought to it, that they're going to maybe even start forcing the ball to him. So I think he'll at least be somewhat satisfied tonight as long or on Sunday as long as the ball starts coming to him. Uh, the, the Lions brought back the Miami Hurricanes quarterback. I'm sure he's on a practice squad, Brad Kaya, back into the building. And I was wondering what was the, the prognosis with the, the, the Lions quarterback Stafford right now? Well, I mean, he was, he play, he's playing. I mean, it's not like he's going to miss some time. But you can see that he really struggled. The fact that he had three turnovers that resulted in touchdowns on Sunday, his uh, mobility has been affected. I mean, he's got that high ankle sprain that uh, has hurt him a lot. But uh, I think just to have maybe give him a little bit more of a, a relaxation in practice because just cutting down some of the reps that he might have and just having an, an insurance policy. You know, is, is Marty Herney, the uh, interim general manager, really liked Brad and wanted to get him. But then, of course, they needed some roster space, and so now he's gone. But I think they just needed him just as a more of an insurance policy. Now, obviously, John, uh, the Packers lose Aaron Rodgers. That's a disaster, okay? And while it may feel like the season's over there, you're four and two. Your season's not over, at least not right now. Okay, so uh, are, are, is there a possibility that Green Bay is going to try and make a move for a quarterback as opposed to going with the two backups? Doesn't seem to be the uh, tendency that uh, Ted Thompson, the general manager, likes. And you can see that the way that Mike McCarthy's talking, they have invested so much time in Brett Hundley that they're going to stay with him. And then, of course, what, who are you going to get? That's the other problem. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of available quarterbacks in trades. There's hardly anything on the street. So, no, I think they're kind of stuck in a very bad situation and it very well could cost them any chance of making the playoffs. And so it looks like it's a Hundley or Hundley or bust, and more likely it could end up just being a bust. All right, so the Dolphins have the Jets this weekend. And the Dolphins played the Jets a few weeks ago. They got killed. They lost 20-6. to Now, the Jets are 3-3. Three and three. And they went toe-to-toe with New England this past week. Are, are we to believe that the Jets are a decent ball club? And if that's the case, how does everyone get something like that so wrong? I mean, the, the story, the, the narrative on the Jets was they're trying to lose games. They want the number one overall pick. They're going to get it. And instead, we're looking at a team that's uh, toe-to-toe with the Patriots with just a couple minutes left. Yeah, they're not a very good team because of the dozen starters that they've lost and elected to lose. You know, I never totally bought the idea that they were in that suck-for-Sam type of competition and trying to tear the team down. But clearly they were in a rebuilding stage. And, uh, you know, I think you can see it's a great job of coaching by Todd Bowles because, you know, he's just trying to save his job because if they are going to be as bad as everybody thought they were going to be, he's probably going to be out of work. But you still look and you see they just don't have weapons at the wide receiver position. Their offensive line is not very good and they have a lot of holes on defense. And so, you know, great coaching so far by Bowles, but in the end, I think it's going to be hard for them to sustain things. I got to tell you, uh, the Jets-Patriots game, very controversial call. It was a touchdown by Safarian Jenkins. was called a touchdown on the field. Would have tied the game uh, about four or five minutes left in that contest and said they, they overrule it. The Jets wind up losing the game. And I, I, I got to tell you, you know, whatever the letter of the law is on that play, John, I could watch it a thousand times. That looks like a touchdown to me, and I feel like the NFL, it's over-officiated these days. What do you think? Well, yeah, 
Yeah, and of course, and then the bad part is, is that the officials have to follow what's in the rule book, and the rule book has some problems. When you go back to the tuck rule, you know, with the Raiders and the Patriots, and you look at it and you say, well, that's a fumble. And of course, it wasn't, but it should have been. And of course, they eventually changed the rule, like about 11 years after it happened. And in this case, you can anticipate that they're going to change the rules. You know, because, I mean, how do you put a, a, a legislation on this where the ball still stays in the hand of the tight end? I mean, it doesn't come out. It may have been juggled, and it goes over the, uh, the pylon, and then all of a sudden they say it's almost at the back of the end zone type of thing. But the, the play didn't go to the back of the end zone, and the player technically didn't really lose the ball. So what they'll have to end up doing is try to change that rule. It's almost like that Detroit game a few weeks ago where all of a sudden here's Golden Tate. He's looking like he scored a touchdown. He uh, ends up stopped at the one-yard line, but they don't get a chance to get the ball at the one because all of a sudden right. they say, well, no, we had to stop the game because of the uh, call and you didn't get a touchdown. So we're going to have a 10-second runoff. There's only eight seconds left and you don't have a tight end, a timeout. So I think that this is one that will uh, eventually uh, make a slight adjustment in the rule. And next year in that similar situation, if you do say it's a fumble, the ball's probably going to be at the one-yard line. I mean, it's just there's too many rules to me. Like, you know, you mentioned the lines there, and I go back to, you remember a few years ago where Calvin Johnson had that touchdown where uh, he ended up putting the ball, he, he laid it down in the back of the end zone, and they called it no touchdown because he didn't he didn't go through the process. And I, I just, you know, I, I like the idea that you got the technology, you got instant replays, you should use it to get the calls right, but sometimes for me, it's it's just too much. I mean, how many times a week, John, do we have a game where there's a, a score late in the fourth quarter or middle fourth quarter where the home team is going to get the lead and the crowd is just sitting there wondering, is, is this going to be a touchdown because we're taking five, six, seven minutes to sit in that booth and, and wonder what the heck actually happened on that play? Yeah, I agree. And I think that you know, it's still that rule that should be. It's like if you're in the bar and you look up and you see something and it looks like a touchdown or it looks like it should be a play that should be successful, you just give it that way. And that's what they need to do. And they put so many little uh, quirks in the way that they interpret the rules. they just got to stop doing that because, I mean, the way you looked at the – I mean, the Jets lost the game in part because of that one play, and it should not have happened that way. John, it's going to take some of your uh, questions. You can do it via the text line, the Coral Springs Automobile Kia text line 67974. John, we'll put you on hold here, and we'll get to some questions, all right? Fantastic. All right. We got John Clayton here with us. You want to send in your text messages, your text questions, 67974 on the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line. And we have a four-pack of tickets to give away for the Heat and Spurs. It's on Wednesday next week. So right now, call number five on the contest line, 786-534-0790, and we're going to set you up to see the Heat and the Spurs. Uh, John, I know you're a big Star Wars guy. We've talked about this before. Have you seen the new Star Wars Last Jedi uh, trailer? Have you seen the trailer out yet? I didn't see the trailer yet. I haven't seen the trailer. See, I love Star Wars, John, but I haven't seen the trailer by choice because I'm done watching movie trailers for movies that I'm excited for. They give away too much, John. I don't want to know the story before I see it, you know? I I can understand that, but again, it's like a... You know, just it's it's going to be a big year for this because again, I mean, having Star Wars back is going to be fantastic. Uh, but you know, uh, you're, you're right. I mean, they they try to put as much into it as possible to try to draw the audience. What's the last uh, uh, What's the last movie that John Clayton? Maybe you and your wife. I don't. Maybe you went by yourself. I love going to a matinee by myself. What's the last movie John Clayton went to in the theaters? Uh, I went to see uh, Battle of the Sexes. Oh. Uh, which is- which was pretty good. Oh, all right. There you go. Bobby Riggs and all that. It was pretty It was pretty fun. You recommend it, right? Emma Stone, I Steve Carell, you recommend it? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Have you got your tickets for Star Wars yet? Uh, not yet, no. 
All right. Well, I got my tickets. That's I haven't even. You do. Said, I got. Yeah. Well, I, when are you gonna see it? Uh, it's, it, well, it's, it's middle of December. I mean, it's a long time yeah. from now. But I got my tickets already, and I will give it a review, and I will let you know. Okay. Sounds All right. good. There you have it. Send in your questions, your text questions, 67974 on the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line. Amber, why don't you get things going here for John? Go ahead. All right. Some text for you on the text line. John, will the league ever consider expansion maybe out of the country to Toronto or Mexico City? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, at some point they might, but I think they really like having the way it's configured right now with 32 teams, you know, and that's why, you know, even though there's been some movement with three different teams moving, I think we're pretty well set right now. You know, the problem is, I mean, there's so much money being made from television that to, to take it and then spread it to another uh, owner and another city and all that stuff, I think it's going to be very difficult to do. I mean, the one move that the league would like to do is have a team over in London, but still, I don't see that happening for more than 10 to 15 years. Professor, what will happen first? Uniforms discovered on Earth or Andrew Luck playing again? Uh, uniforms discovered on Earth. Uh, yes. Because, you know, you know it's the sad thing yesterday, uh, that setback with Andrew Luck, I think now puts the Colts in a position. And what he had to do is, of course, stop throwing, had to get a cortisone shot, you know, and that probably pushes him back another month. I'd have to think they've got to start thinking about maybe not playing him this year. A texter asks, what's up with Dwayne Allen not getting any playing time? Uh, because he's been so poor as far as his play. I mean, he's just not making any catches. I mean, you know, you go through the first five weeks, and they made that trade, uh, and it just has not worked out. And so when you do, don't work out with Tom Brady and you don't have any success with Bill Belichick, then you sit. So it's, and it, it's funny because they've made a, several bad trades in the last year. It's one of the reasons they're off to such a poor start. You know, Coney Ely, they pick up in a trade, and he's doing better with the Jets than he did with the Patriots. And then Dwayne Allen, I mean, Five games without a catch, that probably leads to him sitting down. Professor, what the heck is going to be the final conclusion with Zeke? Uh, I think, I mean, the final conclusion, uh, we just don't know the timetable, is Ezekiel is going to have to serve the suspension because the way you look at the way the courts ultimately are going to decide this is that this was collectively bargained. Roger Goodell, even though it's not in the rule of law, has the ability to do whatever he wants to do as far as punishment on players, and that was upheld by Tom Brady. But now the debate's going to be once the judge who's now currently involved in this case gets back from vacation in 14 days, he's, she's got to decide if indeed there's going to be a case or if the suspension goes this year. But ultimately he will lose, but we just don't know when he's going to lose. John, we uh, we went and saw the Dolphins play at the Falcons this week. We went as a show, the three of us. Uh, have you been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta yet? I have not been there yet, no. Yeah, I, I felt I felt it was cavernous. Um, I didn't love the home field advantage for Atlanta. I think it's too big. I think it's oh, I, it's a beautiful oh, it's a stadium. Beautiful Don't listen stadium. to what Zazzle no, 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 it's a beautiful Gorgeous. stadium. But as far as home field is concerned, I, I don't know that it gives them that kind of edge. And you know, John, I've heard the same thing about Dallas. Do you understand what I'm talking about there? 100 oh, percent. Yeah, there's no question that uh, the bigger the stadium, the more it takes away from home field advantage. And even though they can put ninety thousand people into uh, Jerry World. Uh, it doesn't seem to be as loud, and uh, that is a big problem, and it's a, kind of a strange issue. And so I can understand 100% having not seen the game in Atlanta with the new stadium, but, but just what you say, I mean, that's one of the problems. When you make it too big, it doesn't get to be as loud as you would like it if you're going to be a home team. John, what's the latest report on Aaron Rodgers after this surgery that he's going to have to have on his, on his collarbone? I mean, I think there's an outside chance that he may be available for the playoffs. I mean, I think that's the best-case scenario. If you go back to 2013 when he broke his left collarbone, that was a seven-game seven injury streak, 
streak. And so this one, obviously, with the right shoulder, it's going to be uh, a little bit longer. So I think you can probably anticipate it's probably going to be nine, ten weeks. Maybe there's an outside chance he can be there for the final or the final two games of the season. Maybe the playoffs, but I think it's still more likely than not he's not going to be playing again this year. A texter asks you, "What do you think the problem is with Big Ben?" Uh, right now, there's just no continuity with the way that the offense is going. Uh, he's not throwing the ball as well. There seems to be so much selfishness on the team. More guys are worried about how many catches and how many targets and things of that nature. Uh, so it just hasn't jived yet. It got a little bit better against Kansas City. I'm sure it's going to get better over time. The offensive line blocking, even though they have a very talented line, has also been a little bit off this year. But uh, it just it just hasn't been in sync. John, uh, early MVP talk, okay? You're going to have guys. We know it's it's a quarterback award for the most part. Uh, you're going to have Carson Wentz talk. You're going to have Tom Brady talk. But I got to tell you, okay, and I know it's only six games and he's a rookie, but if Deshaun Watson steps in there for Houston, uh, a team that could not score, could not move the ball, and all of a sudden they're an offensive juggernaut and they're winning games, how is Deshaun Watson not in the conversation for MVP? I think he has to be in the conversation because he's done so well. I mean, he's come in there and he's moved the football. He's gotten touchdowns. He's gotten points. I mean, I'm still stunned by that uh, big effort that he had against Tennessee, uh, putting more than 50 points on the board. I mean, the fact that he's got 15 touchdown passes. I mean, you can't ignore him even though he's a rookie. I mean, you know, Alex Smith, even though he lost the game against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers last week, still has to be high in the conversation. I mean, you certainly look at Kareem Hunt for the success he's had with the Kansas City Chiefs. But, no, I agree. I mean, 15 touchdown passes so far, you have to consider him. Excellent job, John. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.